This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. Good morning, everybody. This is Angel Rose and Ahanu on the Honest to God series. It's a beautiful morning once again in San Diego, although, Ahanu, it's actually gotten cold. I have to say, I'm bundled up this morning. The windows are closed. I'm not hearing the chirp of the birds outside. I'm in my little Irish shawl sitting here in front of the studio. And you've got, I don't know how many layers on Ahanu, as if you were in Ireland. Angel Rose, in future I'm going to start this program by saying here's the weather forecast from Angel Rose in San Diego. I know, Hanna, but you know we have to paint the picture for people that you know we do live in this beautiful climate with the sun out every single day. Well, no, the last three days it's actually been rainy, and uh, I'm sure the plants actually love that. Today the sun is blazing, and we do have friends who are having a uh, our cloud walk retreat ceremony up on the mountain today, which we may decide to go to, as well as the Greenpeace ship is in the harbor today, Ahano. So we haven't decided which we're going to go see yet. Right, and both of those e- equally fascinating and important. But, you know, when you spoke about setting the scene for our listeners, I have to come back to that because I think that's a really wonderful thing that you do is to give people an image, an idea, a a painted picture in their heads about what's going on. I notice you do that with your readings too. You know, when you talk about, for example, let's say somebody is in a past life and you actually describe the clothing that they're wearing. You describe things so that people can put this picture into their heads. And for me, I think that's really, really important as an artist coming from that point of view where, you know, like you tell stories to children, for example, and you paint these pictures in their minds about what's going on. And I think that's really, really wonderful because a lot of presenters, you know, no matter what they're presenting, can actually lack that ability to put people into the position where they have that image in their head of what's going on. I think it's absolutely marvelous. So I'm only joking when I talk about the radio, the weather, (laughs) the weather presenter. Well, if they could see you sitting there so seriously with your microphone in hand, Ahano, and you're in the office chair, and, you know, if they saw me, though, Ahano, I'm relaxed, I'm in my glider rocker, like uh, an old granny. You look like that uh, that crone, you know, that you said yes, you're... Yes, I am a crone now. <laughs> into your I crone turned 60 years. on November 11th, <laughs> and I'm I'm happy to say that I'm officially a crone, and that is fine with me, Ahano. <laughs> well, you certainly looked the part. You know, it's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> and what I mean, though, is with the Irish shawl. I know what you mean. And, and sitting back in the rocker. <laughs> yes, yes. And, of course, the wisdom to go with it. Mm, that's right, Ahano. That's why I don't mind be calling a, being called a crone these days. Crone. Well, do you know something? There's a little place out. The Hill of the Crone. The Hill of the Crone, indeed, in Ireland, Yes. yes. And it's called the Hill of the Crone. But also, there's a place very, very close to where I was born called Crony, uh, Cronyburn. And it was about the old crone woman, uh, one of the Burn clan. Huh. Yeah. Well, let's just distinguish crone from hag, huh? 
<laughs> no, absolutely was not going there. Was not going there in my mind. In my mind, the crone is the old wise woman, Ahanu, whose hair has turned gray. And uh, she's comfortable with that. And maybe we'll have a show on aging one day, Ahano, because there's so much going on around aging and people's, you know, fear of aging and everything else. But uh, I am distinguishing that between a hag, which, you know, could be somebody quite wretched. Well, let's let's schedule that, Angel Rose, um, a session about aging. And I don't mean just on the radio. Let's bring our listeners up to date. Each Sunday, we do a special one or one and a half hour long Akashic Record group session online for people. And we've covered such things as... Kundalini, for example, which we hope to be discussing today with our lovely guest Penny Kelly. We'll come back to that in a moment. But we also discussed things like consciousness and twin flames and soulmates and things like that. And because this topic-specific session is fairly new to us, we were actually wondering what other subjects we might cover. And I think aging would be an absolutely wonderful one to slot in there. So maybe we will put that in and announce it to our listeners, yeah? Especially since source is not in a body. And, you know, we could bring these questions about aging to source, which is a vast intelligence when I'm in there and I hear these answers. And it would be interesting to see a perspective on aging from source of people in bodies. It would when you consider that we seem to be the only ones who who age. I mean, we in this dimension, let's say. Now... I, I don't know that for sure, but that could be w- one of the ways we'd approach well, it. Well, we go through this birth-death cycle, for yeah, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be absolutely wonderful, aging. Let's slot that in for sometime in the new year, perhaps. So I want to briefly talk about our guest today. I hope she's on. She's taking care of her sister in Oregon today, she told me. And we'll check in. There is a caller on the line. We will check in once more to see who that is. But uh, Penny Kelly has been on our show numerous times. She's one of our very favorites uh, because Penny has explored consciousness in a way that most people do not do in their lifetime. I mean, we're talking about somebody who has the ability to go in other dimensions, to see multidimensional aspects of herself and experience them all. She can teleport, she can sense people by smell and taste and touch hours before they arrive. You know, she works with the fairies on her land. She has a working relationship with the elementals there. She's seen them, she's seen how they live. Um, She's written, I don't know how many books on these topics in her experiences. And she has a book called The Evolving Human which is her story of her own kundalini rising. And uh, it spontaneously occurred to her, and she'll tell us her story, hopefully, when she's on there. And uh, she experienced it from the top down as opposed to coming up from the base chakra up, which I can't wait to have her talk to us about. But Penny is uh, one of these people who I consider a very sane human And what I mean by saying, I mean, she doesn't uh, destroy the earth in any way. Her farm is all organic. She takes care of the soil. She's uh, highly intuitive. She understands what being loving means. And that's why she's one of our favorites. Every time we talk to Penny, as you know, 
I want to run to Michigan and spend months and months and months with her. Haven't gotten there yet, but it is on my list of things to do, Ohana. Yes, absolutely. And she has also worked with Dr. Levengood on crop circles, which is one of our favorites too. But also she's investigated with him bovine incisions. And of course, her. you mentioned about her books. She has written a book called The Elves of Lily Hill Farm, which are the elves on her own farm there in Michigan. And she has a learning center up there that she's opened. And for those of you that may have missed our previous episodes with Penny Kelly. Let's just bring you up to date real quickly. She's a a writer, a teacher, a consultant, a speaker, a publisher, and a naturopathic physician. And she has been researching and exploring consciousness, cognition, perception, and intelligence for over 30 years. And as Angel Rose said, she's written actually six books of her own, but she also publishes books on the subjects of spirituality and health for others. And she has shared her experiences of consciousness and the growth of awareness with others and all her students. And the most recent time that we, she was on, we discussed dreams and whether Jesus actually ever lived or not and all these kinds of things. And these were amazing discussions. And if anybody wants to listen back to them, do please go to worldofempowerment.com or go to Angel Rose's website, which is angelrose.com but do let me spell that out so that people will know exactly where to go it's a-i-n-g-e-a-l-r-o-s-e.com angel rose it sounds like Anne and gail together but it actually forms the irish word for angel and if you could see the crone angel here sitting beside me with her irish shawl wrapped around her she is indeed an angel and that is angel rose at angelrose.com to get in touch with us but let me just also say to get in touch with us We invite you to come with us and either sponsor an episode or the full Honest to God series. Or if you have a spiritual story to tell, if you want to come on with us and have a discussion, just like Penny Kelly will be this morning or any of our guests, do get in touch with us and we'll provide the opportunity to go through and and spell out and promote your work and promote your book and or whatever it is that you do as long as it is on some form of a spiritual line we would be delighted to have you with us all right Hannah, let's get through our announcements so we can see if penny is here with us today because uh, i don't like wasting any moments when penny's on so our announcements is Hannah mentioned every sunday at 10 a.m pacific time we do Go into the Akashic Records online in a group session. Tomorrow is uh, our free day, though. It's the day Ahanu and I, once a week, once a month, we let ourselves play on a Sunday. And that's tomorrow. The following Sunday, however, will be a free session. First Sunday of every month is always a free session for the group Akashic Records. And that means you can register and dial in for free. And it's open forum. You can bring all your spiritual questions um, on any subject at all to the to the group on that day. Uh, the next two after that will be topic-specific. I don't know what those are at the minute. I totally forgot. But you can go to worldofempowerment.com and see the list of topics that we will be having. I will also be teaching people how to read the Akashic Records next February 22nd. Uh, 2014 in San Diego. I don't have the location picked out yet, but if you are interested in that, it will be a weekend course. Uh, 
and be my own method for opening up the records. So do email me or get in touch with us at worldofempowerment.com if you're interested in being on the list uh, to know more about that. Now, Ahano is also furiously in the completion stages of his first book called The Reincarnation of Columbus. And we do have many orders already in the queue waiting for him. He had attempted to get it out on Columbus Day this year, but, you know, he's in the second half, ladies and gentlemen, where he's writing about how he met me and how I saved his life and all this stuff. But he's finding that it's taking a lot longer. That needs a tome on its own, Angel Rosa. <laughs> <Then> he imagine. <laughs> his whole spiritual journey is, is, he thought he'd zip right through that. And as it turns out, as anyone knows when they write, all of a sudden, all these other things come up. Well, as anybody knows, when they meet you, <laughs> it opens up a whole can of worms, Angel Rose, as I said, that needs volumes in their own right. However, it really promises to be fascinating. It really does, even though I say that myself as the author. And speaking of books, of course, Angel Rose has her own that she is working away on, a 10-volume series. The first, of course, that many of you know is A Time of Change from a atimeofchange.info. But her second book, The Nature of Reality, is coming out in the spring, and you can pre-order that at thenatureofreality.info. That's really fabulous, ab- absolutely fabulous, the material that's in that. And, of course, the uh, sessions that Angel Rose mentioned uh, about the World of Empowerment, the Akashic Record sessions. But the transcripts of all of these are being turned into e-books for the Amazon Kindle. And if you go on to Amazon and search for either Angel Rose or myself, Ahanu, A-H-O-N-U, you will find those various e-books there and do get hold of some of those. They're very inexpensive, but re- some of them are absolutely stunning. So we encourage you to do that. All right, Ahanu, can we check to see if our wonderful Penny is here today? No, it doesn't seem so. 504, I'm not sure. Hello? I'm not sure if that's actually a Lawton, Michigan number. Well, she's not in Michigan. She's in Oregon. Oh, she's in Oregon. <clears throat> she's in Oregon now, but I feel like someone's trying to speak. Is there maybe a problem with the line, do you think? Could be. I hear a little tinkle there in the background, all right. Perhaps if that is you, Penny, if you could hang up and dial in again, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Okay, let's try that. In the meantime, let us just mention about the subject of Kundalini, though, because Kundalini is really, really an amazing subject. Now, we're not experts at it by any means. It's one of the reasons we wanted to get Penny Kelly on. But one of the things about Kundalini is it came up and it has come up so many times for us in the Akashic Record sessions that one of the sessions we did a few weeks ago was all about Kundalini. And we got some amazing answers from Source about what Kundalini was and what it isn't. And of course, one of the things we did and we always do is we go into these sessions without having any preconceived ideas of what we think it is. Because, you know, we were preconditioned for everything. For this whole life, we're conditioned to believe this, to think that, to, to do this. 
and the, the, it is so wrong. The preconceived ideas that we have about everything are just so wrong, as Penny Kelly points out in her book, The Evolving Human, which is a true story, as Angel Rose mentioned, of an awakened consciousness. And really, that's an absolutely stunning read. And we recommend it. You can get it from Amazon or from PennyKelly.com. Or we will actually post up a little link to it at the end of the uh, session that we put online for this particular radio show on angelrose.com forward slash podcasts. But speaking of Kundalini, we found that it was it, it was something that <laughs> different than what we thought it was. <laughs> We're all expecting this kind of magic uh, rush of, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, I mean, certainly I haven't had that experience, but in my preconceived imaginative idea, that it was some kind of a, you know, an electric shock or some kind of a rush up the spine and so on. And we're finding it is altogether something amazing. And it has given Penny Kelly some amazing gifts. Let's just check back and see if she's online because I noticed that caller did call back. Let's just check now again. No, there seems to be some problem with that particular line because I noticed it just comes in and comes out. So that's obviously not going to work for us. So go ahead, Angel Rose. Yeah, so if that is Penny, uh, perhaps maybe you could use a cell phone to call in or something else if that is you. Um, I think she did mention that sometimes she does have problems getting online where she is. Okay, well, anyway, we hope you make it, Penny. We'll keep checking because uh, we always love our conversations with you. So we were mentioning Kundalini, and you and I did talk a little bit about Kundalini a couple of weeks ago on the show, Ahana, where we were just bantering around about it. You know, Penny had an unusual experience because she had a sp- spontaneous Kundalini experience where she actually heard and felt like a freight train was moving through her body. That's how loud the sound was. And it totally changed her life. And she actually had challenges with it because it opened up. I mean, it, Kundalini is, for anybody who doesn't know, is this basically this fire energy that we all have within us and it's usually located at the base of the spine it lays dormant within us and when it gets activated though it does open up the higher centers of the brain you know penny had that experience spontaneously and so she really had to struggle with the shift in her abilities and her perceptions and her physicality so there's a lot to be discussed with that and i have not had that type of an experience um, in that way. I, I think I have had Kundalini awakenings, but I think that they they were much gentler and much more uh, over a long period of time. So I do hope she can be on today. But in the meantime, Mahano, I want to bring this attention to our listeners today because I saw this little thing um, on Facebook this morning and it's entitled Beautiful Stories of Loving Animals. Now, why I, I want to bring this up is because in this change that we're in, it does definitely seem that we are becoming more and more aware of the intelligence of animals. And not only that, animals that are displaying um, you know, very higher evolved tendencies of loving one another. So here's one little story of a woman who was diving 
when she discovered at the bottom of an Arctic pool that her legs cramped up and she couldn't move. So she thought she was a goner. She was slowly sinking to the bottom of the pool and she couldn't move. She said she began to choke and she sank even lower and thought that this was it for her. She thought she was dead. Until she felt this incredible force under her driving her to the surface and what it was was a beluga whale saw what was happening and lifted her to safety. Now we do hear stories oftentimes of dolphins and whales helping people who are in the ocean or who are having trouble. Uh, yet, you know, there's a picture on there and it's just the most beautiful thing uh, when you see another creature who can be so in tune with us when we're in trouble. And I have to say, I swam with dolphins some years back. And at the time, I had this, it sounds simple compared to what I'm just describing with this woman, but I had um, this root canal in the upper left side of my mouth. And periodically, it would make the whole side of my face hurt on that side. So I swam with these whales, and it was in a controlled environment, but or, I'm sorry, these dolphins. And three of them kept circling around me, and they, they'd get vertical on that left side of me, and they'd start clicking away. And I would nod my head in understanding, like I knew they were uh, doing something to that side of my mouth. And when I got out of the pool, I just uh, burst into tears. And it was a strange um, emotion because it wasn't really emotional. It was more of some type of a chemical release is what I felt. But they would do that. And then the next few minutes, they just continue to circle around and play and do somersaults and all sorts of stuff. So, you know, their ability to tune in to us on levels that we can't even tune into ourselves is pretty amazing. So here's this other story about this cat called Oscar. And this cat lived in a nursing home and could sense when someone was going to die. And he would sit quietly on their bed during their final moments. And what's so interesting about this cat is people would report if they had been afraid to die while the cat was sitting there, they would have the sense of peace and that everything was okay. <clears throat> Here's this one little animal, a household cat, who would know when somebody was going to leave and go home and and would just sit there for comfort and security, which is, again, is pretty amazing. All right, here's this other story. It says, when Cindy the chimp died of heart failure, all of the other chimps at the rescue, at this rescue in Cameron, hugged each other and watched in solidarity. A truly beautiful and amazing moment. Now, here's the picture. Let me paint the picture. <clears throat> We've got these two, looks like volunteers, at this center, and they're behind a fence, and this little chimp is dying in their arms. It looks like it's in a wheelbarrow, and it's covered up with a blanket, and it's dying. And all of these other chimps, there must be, you know, maybe 20 of them, they're all lined up at the fence looking in at this little chimp who died of heart failure and they are hugging each other. They all have their arms around each other and they're all staring and watching the death of their comrade. And that to me is incredible. Okay, so there's the story of Christian the lion, which many of us may know about where this guy when he was a boy, raised this lion, and then when the lion got too big, sent it back out into the wild. 
<clears throat> and then came back years later. And the lion came out from wherever it was in the forest and got up on its hind legs and hugged this man. And we may, many people have seen that happen. That's probably not a new one to people. Okay, so then there was the story of these two elephants. Jenny and Shirley were held captive at the same circus when Jenny was a baby and Shirley was 20. 25 years later, they were reunited at an elephant sanctuary. The night of their reunion, they bent back the bars of their cages in an effort to get closer to each other. Once they were released in the, into the sanctuary, the long-lost friends were completely inseparable. There was an immediate urgency in Jenny's behavior. She wanted to get into the stall with Shirley desperately. She became agitated, banging on the gate and trying to climb over and over. After several minutes of touching and exploring each other, Shirley started to roar, and I mean roar. Jenny joined in immediately. I have never experienced anything even close to this depth of emotion. And here's the picture of the two of them together in a big body of water. Isn't that awesome, Ahano? Okay, so here's one little thing about cows. Cows have best friends. They literally get depressed, and their stress levels rise when they are not with their BFFs, which is their best friends forever. Certainly I've seen cows when I lived in New Mexico uh, out on the Llano. Uh, there were always herds of cows going by. And it is true that if one of them was stuck someplace, and one of them got stuck in our yard overnight, and all the other cows didn't move an inch, and they circled my place, and they they mooed and mooed and mooed until uh, I got up and let their their little guy out. Okay? Any luck over there, Hano? Let me see if she possibly emailed me at all. I'm trying to contact her. Okay, while you're doing that then, let me just go back to the previous session that we did on Kundalini because our listeners are expecting Kundalini today, so let's not disappoint them in any way. Although we, we are disappointed, we're not able to get Kundalini, uh, <laughs> Penny Kelly connected to talk about Kundalini. So let's tell you about what happened on our Kundalini session because we were going to talk about this with Penny anyway. The first thing we discovered when we went into the group Akashic Records a couple of weeks ago to talk about Kundalini and find out what it was and so on, we discovered the very first thing was that Kundalini was courage and that that courage was to become our Christed selves as we were created. And we also discovered, of course, that that courage is not easily activated or actualized but it is the ladder of ascension and it is dormant to the uninitiated, but it is the potential for God realization. And the keys to Kundalini were the, the virtues, effectively, sincerity and truth and all of those high virtues that are absolutely necessary for all the higher activations. And we also discovered that attempting to activate Kundalini without the virtues leads to pain thought that was really interesting and that the adepts of kundalini wear a white expansive raiment in their energy fields so there must be something going on of course on a on a great energetic level for all this to happen we also discovered that kundalini is a process of white light energy held as a potential in our bodies 
and it can also of course just looking at it momentarily from a negative point of view it can manifest itself in vices by way of self-destruction but on the positive side of course it brings forth the divine presence in everybody that's full of courage and virtues and past life soul journey can help kundalini arise about some of these you're skipping through these in there they really people need to understand you're reading from the summaries of their group which you know you take notes and you come up with these uh single statements about kundalini but i want to go back to the beginning when source was mentioning that it was we asked sources its definition of kundalini and it said first of all that it was the path of courage and uh, I found that answer pretty amazing. But it went on to explain that part of becoming God-man is that we do attain, the, well, we do go through this purification process, let's just say. So really, kundalini rising is a purification process. It is the, you know, you've, we've got this alchemical furnace inside of us. And uh, kundalini is the purifying fire that actually takes us through the various levels of purification all the way up to God-realization. And that's pretty powerful when you think that it is, um, you know, when it's an energy inside of your body, it is the life force that does, uh, you know, allow your body and your cells to function and regenerate and allows us to reproduce. And it's it's a little piece of God force energy inside us physically that takes care of us physically actually if we knew how to use it properly but when you take it also to the what its potential is i perceive that that potential is quite unlimited actually as it rises up through the different chakras and purifies as you mentioned vices in us or things that are not pure or not in alignment with what a god person would be And it is a whole path of courage in and of itself because you do go through this purifying fire. You do get challenged with your your own demons, let's just say, or your own impurities on various levels. And there's choices to be made to move through those and overcome those and adjustments to happen physically. All right, so, you know, when we were reading Penny's book, The Evolving Human, Penny had a different experience in, like I mentioned earlier, when her kundalini, uh, I don't believe she experienced it rising from the base to the top. She mentioned that hers came from the top down, which I would really like to explore with her because that isn't the norm. We'd like to look at the implications of that. But, you know, suddenly to have that experience and find that your whole paradigm has been changed and altered. And what that means is that your your existing perception of the world all of a sudden is altered. You start having uh, extra sensory experiences. You start becoming very psychic. Um, your physical body is going through changes that you're not used to. You, you know, you have to adjust. The people can get headaches. People can have lots of physical experiences that if you can't do the purification can turn into um, arthritis and illness and things like that. So we're actually dealing with a God force energy 
that we're born with that has the potential to totally change the physical body, totally regenerate it and change its molecular structure, has the ability to change your consciousness, and um, you perceive this world quite differently in terms of becoming aware that all life is conscious. And you're actually having experiences of it. In other words, you're communicating with beings and elements of nature, trees and soil and insects and birds and all sorts of life forms on levels where there's no barrier anymore. There's no separation. All right. And, you know, Penny had to adjust because she was somebody who worked in the normal world and had a consultation career of some type. And uh, she had to switch over to becoming not only uh, an organic farmer, but she, as Ahana mentioned, has a center at her home now where she teaches the higher arts. And she, I think she just recently began an intuitive class online, all right, how to increase your intuition and things like that. And she certainly has, you know, even the ability to have your senses enhanced, I mean, she mentioned somewhere in her book that she could taste and smell a person coming to her home two hours before they arrived. Now, imagine that. Imagine being able to be using all of your senses to taste and smell and sense and see uh, somebody before they even are anywhere close to your home and also be able to discern by those senses being enhanced um, what kind of a person is coming towards you? Is this a good person, a healthy person, a sick person, uh, an evil person? You'll be able to sense that with all of your senses and then some. So I find it, you know, I'm going to bring it back around to Hana only because in the record, Source has repeatedly talked to us about becoming more authentic. And this is the main message of Source of late And what that really means, though, is to go back to our internal nature, you know, the part of us that's inside, not outside, the part of us, like I'm just describing this life force energy that we have within us that is um, dormant in most of us, but has incredible potentials to transform your life, uh, bring you into a literal, actual God, man, uh, human, all right, and most of us never pay any attention to that. I mean, we're busy focusing our attention outside of ourselves in our 3D world. We're focused on how are we going to pay the bills? How are we going to make money? How are we going to survive? Where are we going to get our food? Where are we going to get our needs met? You know, we search for pleasure and all sorts of things. And without any real regard sometimes to the effects that our choices have on our environment and on the life forms around us. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to tell you those few little animal stories because they do relate. They do relate in the sense that animals seem to have an inner ability, not all animals, but a lot of animals, to tune in to danger and situations or help and help humans uh, when they get in trouble in ways that our senses are not geared to. I mean, we will respond if there's an emergency, um, if there's cataclysms, you know, the human race is fantastic for coming together and helping our fellow man. But I'm talking about on a day-to-day 
awareness level when everything's fine and we're just tooling around in our little worlds. All right, that we are those senses are not um, geared, they're not tuned on or tuned, tuned up for us to be aware of our fellow man on those levels day by day, moment by moment. And here, sources talking to us about becoming more of an authentic human, and it really does mean becoming a God human because there are virtues associated with becoming a God human, and that purification really is that we go from this single focused idea of ourselves where all we care about is our own little lives and our senses actually expand and we start to realize that there is an incredible uh, communication thing going on on other levels with all life everywhere. Let us just take a very, very quick studio break right here, Angel Rose, and we will come back right after this. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Angel Rose and Ahanu. You're very welcome back. You're listening to myself, Ahanu, and Angel Rose, and we're speaking about Kundalini today. Our special guest is in an area of, did you say Oregon? I think she's in Oregon, helping her sister. Yeah, so she did say her coverage wasn't that great, so unfortunately we haven't been able to connect with her. And we have had several attempts we've seen in the studio where the the line would hop in and out and uh, so unfortunately we're not able to get hold of her which is a real shame because Penny is an absolute wonder when it comes to discussing consciousness and energy and indeed been our desire to have her back regularly and the demand of our listeners to have her back regularly so we apologize for that but in her absence we will continue to speak about Kundalini and our own experiences of it and the session that we did some weeks ago where we talked about Kundalini in the Akashic Records and some of the amazing information that we got that our spine, for example, is the ladder of ascent. So if anybody would like to call in and speak with us, the call-in number is 805-292-0349 or our email addresses are angelrose at angelrose.com. That's A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E dot com. You will keep checking the line periodically, won't you, Ahano? I will, absolutely. If there's some miracle, that let's just join on a miracle that Penny can get through with us today because um, Mm -hmm. we so enjoy her and her her knowledge and she's always so inspiring and full of good advice she is one of our favorites for our listeners so Hanno, let me ask you have you ever had a kundalini experience no i haven't but i was i was with somebody one time that had a, a fall off a horse and landed on her tailbone and she described the feeling as having an electric shock run up her back now, I wasn't at a stage to understand from a spiritual point of view what was going on. Uh, to me, it just meant the shock of landing on the ground on, on your tailbone like that. A lot of nerves back there. Nerves, yeah, just a nervous, <coughs> a nervous sense running up her back. But it is very fair to say, because I experienced it, that she totally changed after that. Everything about her changed. Now, it's hard to describe in terms of the, the, the actual changes that took place. But to me, 
there were perceptible changes. Do you know what I'm? Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying that she suddenly grew facial hair and she, you know, became had te- testosterone or suddenly changed in any kind of visible outward way. But no, she changed internally, where the things that previously attracted her or that she was attracted to just no longer existed things seemed to change in her world now that was very evident and i wonder is that the case with anybody who has a kundalini experience and it seems to be from what we've discussed with penny kelly in the past and what we've read in her book the evolving human that yes everything in your world changes because she's she's made all kinds of amazing discoveries about kundalini and how it affects us and changes us but that person you're talking about didn't necessarily become more spiritually illuminated. Did you think so? No, I didn't think so. And it was, you see, this is this is one of the things that we'd I'd love to get to the bottom of. And that is that if Kundalini is stimulated artificially, like in her case, for example, or if somebody gets acupuncture, let's say, you know, down in the table. Or is on drugs. Or is on drugs, Use, yeah. Uses hallucinogenics. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and f- and various other means and mechanisms that are out there that might that may initiate this kundalini rise. Is it the same thing, no matter what initiates it? And from from what I've seen with that experience, and in reading Penny Kelly's book, The Evolving Human, and our own experience in looking at Kundalini from the point of view of the Akashic Records, I'm beginning to think, no, that it needs to be nurtured in a very, very spiritually aware way, is what I'm getting from it. Right. And, you know, I, I think, too, the whole aspect of having your whole sense of reality, your whole paradigm turned upside down uh, in a kundalini experience in the sense that, you know, you can't relate in the same way to the same people. They don't understand you. They don't know what's going on with you. You know, you have physical symptoms, like I said, you know, Penny did mention she'd get these headaches and be up all night and had so much energy that she couldn't sleep and her sexuality went through the roof in terms of her sexual desire. So lots of changes that people, having to change your whole view of what reality is, uh, seems to be what Kundalini does. And I think when we were on the call with Source a few weeks ago about that, that it did come across how huge this energy is. I mean, okay, here's a way to compare it. When we think of the forces of nature, for example. We've had strong storms lately, you know, although some of them probably are manipulated, but still, uh, when you look at how nature can produce a hurricane, produce a tornado, or a cyclone, or, you know, we have huge ocean waves, we have wind, you know, that is just amazing, we have the power of the sun, all these things, you know, when you're up against the forces of nature, you do feel quite small. But to think that there is a power inside of your own body right now lying dormant, you know, the sleeping serpent, if you will, you know, that has the capability to, you know, be like a a freight train or a cyclone coming through your life and changing everything about it. That's pretty miraculous to think that we are born with that. We're born with that. And it is what I understand is the God force energy inside us all. And the potential of that is really unlimited. So, you know, Ahano, before the break, I was going on a little bit about how we spend so much time focusing on the external world 
and getting caught up in what the government's doing and what the finances of the world are doing and, you know, if the bees are dying. And, you know, we're focusing on outer things all the time, not realizing that we have this fire inside of us that if we knew how to use it properly and then we actually became sane people. And I do mean sane by, you know, people who are actually in coherence with their inner self. And and that is sanity, by the way. The God force energy within us is very sane and ordered. And all of a sudden you become in alignment with that and things look very, very differently. And your your choices are very different. All right. So it's, it's a powerful, powerful force. And source is encouraging us to turn more inward and really get a sense of ourselves because this time period, you know, is Penny's title of her book is great called The Evolving Human. <clears throat> we are in a time period where it isn't just about the outer world changing and about all of the dirt being exposed and the lies and corruption being exposed. This is, you know, to truly evolve as a human, an actual human. Uh, is to change your whole biology and become that virtuous God person. This is this was really what F- Source was focusing on when we were having this conversation a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, you can see, you know, purification is an interesting thing because, you know, there is a huge degree of self-honesty involved, uh, a checking in on your motivations for why you like what you like and why you choose what you choose and you know for good or ill and who you're with and why and what you're doing with your life and you know it's asking us to become more of love and another way that it had talked to us about that some months ago was telling us that really the whole universe the whole creation process is a process of love And love is something that can never be destroyed. And therefore, you know, you can rely upon it continually forever. But it was also saying that we didn't know how to love ourselves. I think Source was talking to us in this context of our conversation about Kundalini, that if we truly loved ourselves and wanted to truly know ourselves, this does require going inward and purifying ourselves of all of the, you know, the fears and the, you you know, the selfish things, really. But when Source was talking about saying we didn't know how to love ourselves, it wasn't saying to us, oh, you know, go do more selfish things. It's That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about love as a quality of life and as a standard to hold yourself against in the sense that many of us make many choices all day long that are actually destructive to our well-being. And we know that they are. It could be a small little choice uh, about what to eat or it could be being in a relationship where, you know, there's abuse going on or uh, living somewhere that you know does not support your highest creativity. It could be on all different aspects. Having that inner drive I was doing a reading for a woman yesterday, really, really gifted and talented, but because her self-esteem had been a little bashed in when she was younger by her mom, you know, she still at the age of 37 had still not come out and expressed those gifts, even though she knows she has them. So, you know, a degree of self-love would be 
that even though you're terrified to come out with it, to speak publicly or to use your abilities, you jump in the pool anyway. You know, you jump in the water even though you're scared. And you love yourself because you know you need to express these these parts of you. So loving yourself means that you do hold yourself and your life against higher standards of choice and of living. And and, and it's it's applicable across the board. It's not just for yourself. It becomes applicable in the way you deal with everybody and everything. I remember going through phases in my own spirituality where the answer to a problem was to say yes to myself in some way. Give yourself permission. Here's another little example, small example, but a big one. Um, let's say that you've gone in a shop. I'll speak to women. You've gone in a shop and you've seen a beautiful dress that you would love to own and that you feel reflects more of who you are. And you then you go look at the price tag and let's say the price tag is three times more than you would have ever spent on a dress, for example. Okay. But that little action where just this one time you say yes to yourself, because it's going to help express, right, a, a more accurate picture of, you know, your highest and best. You say yes to yourself, you go buy that dress for yourself. That is a victory, actually, to the soul, believe it or not to be able to say yes to the quality of things in your own life. And again, this applies to every level, spiritual up to the highest in terms of making a little more effort. And and I'll take it to a high-end example. So let's say you're in a relationship with someone and you've just had a huge argument, right, with a person. Okay, and you're both really angry. <laughs> How does <laughs> laughing at me over here? Okay, you're angry with each other. Well, you have you have a choice. Let's say you both go off. You know, you do your little sparring match with each other, and then you both go off on your own. And then you sit with yourself, and you you sincerely you go inside and you ask, "What do I do with this situation?" Okay. And the thing is, is that sometimes sometimes you come to the place where you realize that the better thing to do is to separate from one another because the quality of your life isn't so great. But sometimes there's another choice that says, I've been in that situation, let's say, where I've heard Source say to me, learn to love better, implying that you could give more, you could love more, you could extend yourself more, you could see more innocence in the other person rather than judgment or guilt. So that's a way of how how to have relationships because what we need to realize is we're creators and everything we decide is a creation. And how you choose to see someone and what you do with that information, okay, can either weaken a person or strengthen them in their own lives and, and indeed in your life. So there's lots of lots of levels of love and learning how to love. All right, and I think I've... I'm really going on as a minister today, aren't I, Hanu, on my sermon? <laughs> You're taking on the two. You gave me the microphone. <laughs> the twin roles of weather forecaster and minister. <laughs> well, I just want to briefly mention it. You know, people probably don't know that you and I are ordained ministers. That's correct. With the Alliance of Divine Love in that we we do, as a twin couple, we do marry other people. Imagine having two ministers show up at your wedding, a Hanu, a male and a female, who are both going to uh, officiate the ceremony 
to strengthen the male and female balance in that marriage and that relationship. Can you imagine? Absolutely. It's a very, very special thing. And not only that, but it's bringing that twin flame quality to the union as well. And there's a lot more goes on besides that's just it on the periphery you know what go what goes on in terms of the union of the energies and the spiritual potential is absolutely wonderful can i say something Nahano? in a way would you say with our twin flame relationship it's been a path of courage and purification would well, you say that Nahano? i think it was you know this this is a <laughs> this is a fantastic example of how twin flames communicate because you're saying exactly what i wanted to say i wanted to come back full circle in in terms of the words you used were making a choice in every situation and what I wanted to go back to was when I was talking about somebody artificially stimulating Kundalini, I, I think I might have given the wrong impression that, oh, that may be not a good thing, that you have to stimulate it naturally and, you know, in a, in a spiritual kind of way. But no, I, I wanted to clarify that and you gave me the perfect opportunity. It's what you do with it. It's the choice you make around it. So even if you do have an artificially stimulated external stimulated kundalini experience like for example with acupuncture or hallucinogenics or drugs or whatever it may not create the true experience because the courage and the virtues have not been developed so it might present to you the opportunity to be more courageous or to be more loving or to develop these virtues that Angel Rose talked about so eloquently there in the last few minutes. And that's really the important thing is what you do with it. So again, forming that full circle, when, when we perform the twin flame marriage ceremonies as, a twin, as twin flame ministers, what we're doing is we're presenting the opportunity for somebody then to take that, to take those energetics and make their own choices around it. I mean, they, they could end up divorcing the following morning. You know, we've no control over that. And even if they did, that's also a choice. But the fact is, we're, we're presenting the opportunity for great spiritual growth in every moment. And that's an absolutely wonderful thing. And that's essentially what we talk about when we talk about Kundalini, is that path of courage. It is the ability to be able to make these choices in every moment that develop the virtues isn't that essentially what it is? Yes, it is. Yeah. In fact, even years ago, I was a, a, quite an avid meditator. You know, I take time every single day to meditate. And, you know, I was led by my guides on journeys. I, I was led by my higher self. That was my intention. And it was a, the same sort of thing. You know, the places I went, the things that they showed me were all purification as their purpose. You know, they would show me aspects of myself that needed uh, to be shifted. You know, I would go to places where there were higher virtues and I got to feel them and experience them and actually saw the symbolic reflection of them as well. So the whole thing became quite a mystical path, an internal journey. And, you know, I have to say, it only really took, you know, 45 minutes to an hour out of my everyday life. And it doesn't take a lot to start to build your inner nature and find out about yourself and take on that path because we have so many people who write us or indeed when I do personal readings, uh, and we've heard this a lot in our group sessions where they want to know how to be connected to their higher self or their inner self. But the thing is, is just to put some daily practice to it because when I first started, Initially, I'd go in and I'd just lay down on my bed and call in my higher self and ask to be taught. 
And for the first few weeks, I, I didn't really see anything, no pictures, no nothing, uh, no sense of anything. But then suddenly the colors started to come, then the symbols came and the telepathy came and the journeys came and it, it all evolved, but it evolved with practice. Unfortunately, Hanno, I know we're winding down to the end now because we're making this a short call since uh, Penny couldn't connect with us. But we will have her on again, and we will be talking to her, so do stay tuned because perhaps we could even do a pre-recording at a time when she she's more able to connect, and then we could have it on the show spontaneously, which would be great. Yes, we will do that. We will promise you that we will get her back. And also we promise that we will deliver that session on aging that we talked about. We will schedule that, and we will let you know when it's on and in fact if I don't age I don't know why we're going to have that <laughs> conversation because I'm just turned 60 and I still look like I'm 20 don't I huh? yeah, absolutely Angelo's 18 he knows how to keep his marriage alive everybody <laughs> <laughs> right it is time for us to <laughs> to retire <laughs> Well, now, you've been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu. We appreciate you listening in. And remember, our free group, Akashic Records, online is not tomorrow Sunday, but the following Sunday. And you will find a schedule for that on our websites, angelrose.com or worldofempowerment.com. Angel Rose's books, A Time of Change and The Nature of Reality, you can search for them on Kindle, Amazon, anywhere like that, you'll find them under the name Angel Rose or Ahanu, A-H-O-N-U. And don't forget, of course, Angel Rose's Akashic Records teaching her once-off training will take place on February 22nd in San Diego. So do get in touch with us about that. And if you'd like to come on the show and discuss your passion or your spiritual business, contact us. So until next Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific time, we send you our love and our blessings and thank you for listening to Ahanu and Angel Rose on the Honest to God series and as we say in Ireland Slán August Bannacht de Liv Galair Thank you everybody see you next week This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network Radio to inspire enlightened living The Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu.